0: grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, my friends, the waiting is over. Christmas is here. Merry Christmas. Christmas has come. It came and it went, and now the signs are all around us. New gifts received on Christmas are probably scattered around your living room floor. Those unpacked boxes are piling up in your garage or wherever you store your recyclables, and your trash is extra stuffed with all the wrapping paper. If you have one of those uh, advent calendars that you can put you know little goodies and chocolates in, well it's probably depleted by now.) <laughs> Or, or maybe those goodies or that plate of Christmas cookies is still sitting there in the kitchen looking right at you every time you walk in, but your, your body is pleading with you, no, not another one, please. <laughs> Christmas is over. <laughs> Christmas is over. So what now? We've been in a sermon series for the last four weeks leading up to Christmas called I Can't Wait. Uh, taking a look at, at different biblical characters uh, in their seasons of waiting, even as we were awaiting the coming of Christmas morning and the coming of Jesus on Christmas Day. But Jesus came, He was born. Christmas is over. And today might just feel like another ordinary day. What do you do when the thing that you've been waiting for has finally come? What do you do when the waiting is over? Well, for Luke, the narrator of this story that we've been hearing for the last few uh, worship times in a row, for Luke and his gospel... It's not the end of the story, not even the end of the Christmas story. No, in Luke, we're still in the same chapter, the same chapter with all the shepherds and the angels and the baby Jesus. In Luke chapter 2, Luke picks up this birth story of Jesus about 40 days after He was born. Mary and Joseph have come up to Jerusalem, to the temple, to do for Jesus according to the custom of the law. A Jewish law required that uh, for your firstborn son, you would set him apart or consecrate him to the Lord at the temple. That was a practice for the Israelites ever since the time of the Exodus when God spared the firstborns of His people Israel. And so, here come Mary and Joseph, they're just ordinary people doing what was expected of them, this ordinary custom according to God's law on another seemingly ordinary day. When they bump into a guy named Simeon, now, at first glance, or when you're first hearing this story of of an old guy coming up to baby Jesus and swooping him up in his arms and saying prophetic things about him. Yeah, that doesn't sound all that ordinary. I I get that. No, it actually sounds pretty extraordinary. (laughs) But look at how Luke describes this guy named Simeon. He says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem. A man. Simeon is just a man. He's not a prophet or a priest. He's not one of the wise men or a king or or even some important official at the temple. No, Simeon is just a man. But he's a faithful one. He, he's probably come to the temple a thousand times before today. And for all he knew… <laughs> Today was just another ordinary day at the temple. But God was doing something extraordinary in the background. Through His Holy Spirit, we heard it three times in a row in just the span of three verses. God sent His Holy Spirit to Simeon. It was upon him. And the Holy Spirit had revealed to Simeon that he would not see death, not until he saw Jesus. And it was in the Spirit, in the Spirit, that Simeon went to the temple. God's Spirit, God's activity, God revealing Himself to Simeon and leading Simeon where God wanted him to go (laughs) so that Simeon might encounter Mary and Joseph, just happened upon them on that very day when they were at the temple. From the outside, from other people's perspectives, it probably just looked like another ordinary day. Just another ordinary day at the temple. But what God was setting up was something extraordinary. For Simeon had been waiting waiting. And he was an older guy. He'd been waiting for a long time for uh, the consolation of Israel, the comforting of God's people, Israel, which was to come in the promised Messiah. And as Simeon stepped into the temple that day, he finally saw what he had been waiting all this time for, Jesus, the Savior. The long foretold and promised Messiah and overwhelmed by this promise fulfilled, Simeon takes Jesus up in his arms and he praises God because Simeon has seen God's salvation. Simeon is holding what the prophet Isaiah said would come by a virgin and be called Emmanuel. Simeon is carrying in his arms the light to the Gentiles and the glory of the people Israel, that same glory that that same prophet Isaiah said would come and bring comfort and consolation to God's people in Isaiah chapter 40. God had proven himself faithful to all these promises which led Simeon to trust that God would be faithful to all of his promises. And that meant that Simeon Simeon could now die. Simeon could die. Because death is not the end of the story. Not for Simeon. He knows that. And so he can say, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. Now I can die because I have seen your salvation, God, and I have seen you fulfill your word. Death is not the end of the story. But before Simeon departs from the temple or from life itself, he does something. He points, he, he signals, He directs Mary and Joseph to what will become of this little baby, what, what this baby Jesus is going to do. Behold, He is appointed for the falling and rising of many. He is appointed for falling and rising. Those two words, falling and rising, They denote more than just uh, stumbling and getting back up again. Those two words in the Greek can metaphorically mean destruction or uprising. Those two words can mean death and resurrection. Yes, Simeon had seen the salvation of God. And now he had pointed Mary and Joseph to the saving work that Jesus was destined for. But this was not the end of the story. Not for Jesus. God's salvation had been prepared. The Messiah, God's Son, his own Son, had come. But more was to be done before God's plan was completed that work would be accomplished 33 years later on a hill just beyond the walls of that temple at Jerusalem. And there, that that little baby Jesus who had been safely held in the arms of Simeon would be cruelly held on the outstretched arms of a rough wooden cross, the baby boy hailed and celebrated by this Simeon as God's salvation and a light to the Gentiles, he would die the death of a criminal in utter darkness, amid jeers and insults rejected by Israelites and Gentiles alike. This little baby boy would be buried in a tomb That was not the end of the story. For three days later on Easter morning, Jesus would rise from death to life. And through the risen Christ, God would keep fulfilling His promise to comfort and console and save all peoples. Behold, this child is appointed for the rising of many. All who believe on God's promises All who believe in the name of Jesus, all who hear and listen and believe in the testimonies of people like Simeon. Ordinary people like Simeon who have an extraordinary God. My dear friends in Christ, You know this story, too. You know of Jesus' birth and of his death and his resurrection because someone like Simeon came to you and pointed you to all of God's promises. And this is how you ended up here. This is why you're even listening to me this Sunday morning, because someone was a Simeon, for you. They pointed you in the direction of God and of His Son and of all the promises that God has made to His people. Someone revealed to you the light that is Jesus. They passed it on. And maybe it looked really ordinary. Maybe it looked just like another ordinary Sunday morning being dragged to church again and again as a kid. But God was at work, and He was doing something extraordinary in you. He was filling you up with His promises. He sent His Spirit upon you in something that looked so ordinary, just an ordinary custom called baptism a little water and some words, (laughs) and yet God was doing extraordinary things in it. He was making you alive, bringing you in eternal life, causing you to rise from your spiritual death. You are alive in Christ, (laughs) and now you have the same hope that Simeon had, knowing that God will keep all of His promises to you, knowing that one day you will physically rise from the dead on the last day when Jesus returns. This is your hope right now. This is your present reality today. But even this, okay, I've said it enough times, now say it with me. This is not the end of the story. Let's let's try that again. This is not the end of the story. Say a little louder. This is not the end of the story. Come with gusto this time. This is not the end of the story. No, it's not. You're absolutely right. Because this salvation that Simeon spoke of was for all peoples, and there are still some people out there included in that all peoples who have yet to hear a word about Jesus. Sure, maybe they've heard that Jesus came on Christmas morning, but they have yet to hear the rest of the story, (laughs) That Jesus died for them on the cross. That Jesus rose on the third day for them. And I would dare to bet that you know somebody like that in your life. Someone who needs to hear this simple gospel message. I would wager to bet that you know someone like that in your life. Because I know someone like that in my life. Someone who needs to hear this simple gospel message. Something so simple that even children can sing it as soon as they learn the words to, Jesus loves me, this I know. A gospel message so simple that a six-year-old Can explain it to his friend when he walks into church and his friend asks, Who is this little porcelain baby on the coffee table in the narthex? So simple a message that you and I, if we could ever get over our pride or our worry or whatever it is that's getting in the way of us sharing, so simple we could share. With that somebody in our life, that's somebody at our work, or in our circle of friends, or in our home. But take heart, for even these failed attempts and missed opportunities, they are not the end of the story because each new day that God gives us is another chance for us to rise up it's another chance for us to be forgiven and made new by God's Holy Spirit that same Holy Spirit that came upon Simeon that same Holy Spirit that led Simeon to the temple that revealed to Simeon Jesus that same Holy Spirit that led Simeon to tell Mary and Joseph about this Jesus, who he was, and that same Holy Spirit is in you. It's in you. And even when we feel so ordinary, even when we feel like our efforts are making no impact, And that nothing is seeming to change. God is doing something extraordinary. He is making alive people. He is revealing Himself by His Holy Spirit to the world. Even when we don't see it, we don't know it, He continues to reveal Himself to the world even through the ordinary gathering of His people for worship, even through the ordinary-looking customs of, of baptism and of the Lord's Supper, even through the ordinary lives of all His people who are waiting faithfully for the comfort and the consolation and the salvation of God.